We are back with another episode of the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. Today we are joined by Dr. Stanley Althoff. Dr. Althoff is the Executive Director of the Center for Marital and Sexual Health of South Florida and Professor Emeritus at Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine. In addition to clinical practice, Dr. Althoff is an internationally recognized researcher and scientist and has been instrumental in the development of sex therapy as a subspecialty area. He has been in practice for over 40 years and specialized in treating men, women, and couples with sexual and relationship problems. Now, what we want to explore on today's episode is the role of the mind, psychology, relationships, psychosocial factors in erections, and why physically healthy men sometimes fail Viagra. Now, coming to the topic at hand, Viagra and other medications really came to the market in the late 90s. And there were tremendous game changers when it came to treating erectile dysfunction. Can you share a little bit about your experience as a researcher and a therapist and your involvement with treating erectile dysfunction during this time? Sure. So I ought to tell you that I was working with Pfizer, who developed Viagra, and Eli Lilly, who developed Cialis. Um, And I started with uh, Pfizer probably in the early 90s. And I helped them with the methodology for some of their studies. And I also helped them with certain questionnaires that they used during their clinical trials. So I sort of had an early sneak preview of how Viagra worked. Now, Mark, you may know that Viagra was originally looked at as a heart medication, as an anti-angina drug. And it didn't do very well, but the patients reported that it improved their erectile functioning. So they switched, Pfizer switched the indication so that they then began to examine how this drug worked for erectile dysfunction. And as you know, this is a drug of the class called phosphodiesterase type 5 inhibitor. And really, it starts out in the brain. And I know that's what we're going to be talking about. But that whole idea is important because you need to be thinking about sexy thoughts, you know, looking at your partner, having an erotic fantasy, being touched by your partner for the drug to work. If you're sitting there watching the football game or basketball game and you take a Viagra, there's nothing sexy about that. And it's prone not to work. So the whole idea is, what is the brain doing while it's actively under the influence of Viagra, which is called sildenafil, or Cialis, which is Tadalafil these days? Mm -hmm. So we'll come a little bit more to the details of some of those processes. But getting back to that time period, so uh, leading up to... um, I guess, the accessibility to these PDE5 inhibitors like Viagra and Cialis. Um, Sex therapy was one of uh, the primary approaches to treating erectile dysfunction. How did the entrance of the PDE5 inhibitors to the market change the field from your perspective? Oh, it it was a just total... Uh, change. I mean, it, it just changed everything. You know, as you're right, Mark, before that, essentially, physicians who did most of the referral in those days, as opposed to the internet, um, physicians would send 
patients to you if they suspected the man had a more psychological issue. And urologists would treat ED by either hormone replacement if they noticed their testosterone was low, or they might consider an implant. But other than that, only the year before in 97 was another product approved called Muse, which was medicated urethral system for erection, which is where a little um, small stem is placed into the urethra and a drug called Elpostadel then is put in there. But Muse didn't work terribly well. It had an efficacy of about 44%, and it had some pain associated with it. But it was a game changer when Viagra came out, and that was followed five years later by Cialis. So, I mean, it just rocked the whole urologic family practice psychology universe that we now had a simple, safe, effective drug for ED. Many people believe that these medications are fail-proof, but that's not the case. So in your experience of you know, working on the questionnaires when it came to the development of these drugs and working with patients over the past 30 years since the existence um, of these PDE5 inhibitors, where do you think these misconceptions come from? Well, I think they come from, Mark, I've, I neglected to say that prior to Viagra, we also had something called intracavernosal injection. And the reason I raise that with you is that intracavernosal injection induces an erection. That is an injection of either bimix, trimix, or the drugs known branded as EDEX or Caverjet, which are prostaglandin E1s, when and they're injected into the penis. They induce an erection. Um, but the drugs like uh, sildenafil, which is Viagra, or Tadalafil, which is Cialis, require the person to be having erotic thoughts. And if the person is having difficulties and thinking, oh, I've got ED, I'm going to lose my erection again, my partner will be angry at me, and all these thoughts, the idea is there's nothing sexy or erotic in all of that negative thinking, and the drug is not likely to work. Yeah. So as, as a, a follow-up to that, why does Viagra work? for otherwise physically healthy men. In other words, if there's no physical problem, what is right. the drug doing? So let's start out with the brain. This is really, although it increases blood flow to the genitals, it starts in the brain. And the brain then sends a signal, Mark, down the spinal cord. And the brain has to be thinking erotic thoughts, like looking at the partner and thinking, he or she is sexy or thinking about some sexual act or being touched, whatever it is, some erotic, pleasurable thought that goes down the spinal cord and it tells the penis to fill with blood. That's the short, simple version. It's really a little more complicated than that and has to do with the nitric oxide network. But basically, it's brain thinking sexy thoughts down the spinal cord, penis saying, okay, fill me with blood. But if during that process, the man is distracted, 
The brain says there's nothing sexy going on here. Take the blood out of the penis. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially why men fail like Viagra or Cialis. The caveat I want to say is that for men who have, you know, uh, radical prostatectomies, where there's probably been nerve damage, Viagra, Cialis is not going to work as well as it will in a healthy man. Or for men with diabetes, severe diabetes, that isn't well controlled, Viagra is not likely to work as well for them either. But in a healthy man who's having more psychological issues, issues of distraction, the drug should work really well as long as he's focused on eroticism. So, so for a man who has, let's say, a performance anxiety, um, because right. I see this come into my practice, even with the presence of the performance anxiety or with distraction, the use of a PDE5 inhibitor can still be effective. So how, how is that? In other words, do we understand it's how effective that works? if he's focused on erotic thoughts? The minute he starts to get into his performance anxiety loop, he's going to lose his erection, Viagra or no Viagra. You need to be focused on something that's arousing, stimulating, sexy, because that signal then tells the penis to fill with blood. Okay. So for a man who comes into the office and says, you know, Dr. Altoff, I think I'm thinking sexy thoughts. I think I'm very much focused, but without a, a PDE5 inhibitor, I can't seem to get there only with my partner. I'm perfectly fine on my own. And right. I don't seem to think anything's going on inside of my head, right? but I only can get this done with a PDE5 inhibitor. Right. What, what do you make of that? Well, you know, that's the key diagnostic indicator. The variability mark that people will tell you about, that is, I get good erections at night, I get good erections in the morning, I get good erections by myself, but when I'm with my partner, I don't get good erections. That variability, the difference between the morning, the nighttime, and masturbatory erections, and being with the partner is the part that the mind plays. There their potential is that erection in, at night, at morning, or with masturbation. And you can subtract out when he says, but I only get, if we use a zero to 10 scale mark, and he says, I get pretty well a nine or a 10 when I wake up or you know during the night or with masturbation. But when I'm with my partner, I get a five. So that kind of five to 10 is that subtraction is what the mind is causing through performance anxiety or some conflict. Now, many of these men fool themselves and say, oh, no, I'm thinking sexy thoughts. You know, I'm not. But the minute you hear the variability, you know, and they must know down deep that something is going on. Yeah. So some of those men can close that gap with a PDE5 inhibitor. Others will not be as successful, which explains why some men, even though they are physically healthy, may still fail Viagra because there has to be some engagement of the mind. Exactly. And the medication is not going to override in totality that process. You're saying unlike. Right. It's not. 
the the sildenafil Viagra will not induce the erection. It will promote the erection when the man is having erotic thoughts. When the brain is engaged and he's taking Viagra, it will promote the erection, not induce it. It's simply the same idea if he takes a Viagra and is, you know, has ordered a pizza and the pizza guy comes, he's not going to show up at the door with an erection because there's nothing sexy. If he's yeah. watching television, it's nothing sexy. But when you then introduce the presence of fantasy or a partner and he goes with that, the Viagra will promote the erection. Yeah, that's an important distinction for our listeners to understand is that um, a, a treatment like ICI or, or you know, intracavernosal injection therapy is, is something that's going to induce an erection. It, it really kind of circumvents or does not need the brain to be a part of that process. Whereas a, a PD-5 inhibitor is a promoter. And if, if uh, the head is not in the right place, it could even prevent the efficacy of a medication. Now, Dr. Altoff, what has your experience been with men who are struggling with Viagra? Can they resolve their erectile dysfunction with psychotherapy? Or is that a situation that generally is going to require more advanced medical intervention? So I think you ought to think about this as stepwise. That is, I think that the ideal solution to erectile dysfunction is probably the use of some medication to give the man confidence, sort of like placebo, to kickstart things. And then you as the therapist will help him understand the mechanism and understand what gets in the way, whether it's in his mind, in the relationship, or you know, guilt from religious upbringing, whatever it is. Um, then the two of the drug plus psychotherapy, I think, are the most effective treatment for erectile dysfunction. Okay. For, and so for a, a man who says, well, I want to not be dependent on the medication long term, and he already is seeing mixed results. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. In your experience, have you been able to um, work with men to help them on the psychological side? to the point that they no longer even need the medication in most instances. Yeah, and I think that the right phrase is in most instances. Certainly you and I, this doesn't always work with every man. But in the majority of men that given combining the PD-5s with some psychosocial intervention has been shown in research many, many over 20 times, that is, Combined therapy is better than drug alone or psychotherapy alone in at least 20 studies that are published. So the idea is that the man needs to gain some self-confidence. I mean, these men come into us and they really feel like I have no confidence that this is going to work. My partner has no confidence this is going to work. And it becomes an effort more to avoid lovemaking than to engage in lovemaking. So Dr. Altov, to, to, to that end, how do you generally educate men about the role of psychosocial factors when it comes to erections and more broadly to sexual function? Well, I try to explain to them that distraction is their worst enemy. 
that even if this started, let's just make this up, Mark, as a relationship problem, because things were going bad in the relationship, and he felt he wasn't sure he loved her or she loved him, um, and there were these things. Then he develops performance anxiety. Oh, my God, will this happen again, That it being losing my erection? You know, will will she be upset with me? Will I be embarrassed and ashamed? And so all of this is stewing around in his mind. So there are two things to address. One is the relationship issue in this case and what was going on and seeing if you and I can try to make it better. And two, to address the performance anxiety. And, you know, we have behavioral interventions such as sensate focus, for instance, which is where we prohibit the man or the woman, the couple from making love, and we get them to regain their confidence, to focus on sensation and pleasure. And so there are ways that you and I can work to help restore the man's confidence that he can achieve and maintain an erection during lovemaking. Okay, Dr. Altov, do you have an opinion about a young, healthy man who is uh, using Viagra to not only overcome performance anxiety, but is using it to enhance the intensity and quality of the erection? Well, my basic opinion, Mark, is that he, whatever effect he's getting is placebo effect, is that you know, he's feeling, oh boy, I've got this insurance. I'm loaded up with Viagra. I'll be great. But the real issue is it's not going to make normal lovemaking better. All Viagra is going to do is allow the penis to fill with blood. It doesn't change the sensation. It doesn't change the ejaculatory latency. All Viagra does is allow the penis to fill with blood if he's having sexy thoughts. Thank you very much, Dr. Arthur. This has been very, very informative. If if I could summarize, you know, the 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 findings here, you could tell me if if you know we're hitting on the points correctly. PD5 inhibitor is a drug that came to the market in the past 30 years or so. They have changed the you know, general treatment of most cases of erectile dysfunction. Men still need to be somewhat focused on the experience and have their mind in the game because Viagra is a promoter, not an inducer. And men can still fail Viagra if their head is distracted, if their mind is distracted, if they're having intense performance anxiety. Um, and not every man is going to see success with the medication, even if they are healthy. And what the research shows is that a combination of medications and therapy generally delivers the best outcomes and best results for men. Well done. Yes. Good summary. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Altov. Again, thank you very much for joining us on this episode. I think our listeners are going to benefit from this. Uh, would it be okay if we put your contact information in the description of this episode? So if anybody wants to reach out to you uh, to figure out if they can work with you um, in, in, you know, from your practice, um, or if they have any questions, they have a way to contact you. Would that be all right? It would be fine. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me. And I hope what we talked about is helpful to men who I know are struggling with 
and are distressed by their erectile dysfunction. This is really a difficult thing for men to deal with. It is. It is. And that's, that's you know, why we try to get this information out there so men can understand that there are you know, people out there like yourself um, who are committed to helping men you know, overcome uh, some of these challenges and to live um, you know, a life with, with you know, satisfactory uh, and meaningful sexual uh, encounters and connections. So once again, thank you very much. We look forward to having you on the podcast again. You bet. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. For more information on today's topic and understanding how the mind impacts erectile dysfunction, please visit ErectionIQ.com. That's ErectionIQ.com.